Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rayalos 90 podcast. I'm your host, Seti. Joining me, uh, it's been a while, but joining me is, is Patrick. We have Pat, we haven't recorded, you and I, and overall, just overall, we haven't recorded in a while. Um, but, you know, the end of the season is here. Lots of uh, transfer stuff is going on. Today was like, well, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. It was a crazy, crazy day. There's a lot of things going around. So I thought, you know what, let's record something. Um, and and yeah, there's a lot of things to, to get going. But let's first, let's talk about the game that saw, or the, the matchup that saw Monterrey lose in the quarterfinals to Atlas. Um, I know you're, you, you were vocal, but you took, you know, you, 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 you were timely with your tweets, Pat. You, you weren't like just losing your mind like everybody else with tweets like every couple minutes. You, you, you picked and choose spots. You also had a space during halftime, but you were very vocal with the, you know, how, how the result went. Um, let's talk about it over like 180 minutes. Let's not separate the two games. Let's just talk about it like that. And what, I learned from this match, or what, what I'm starting to figure out when it comes to Javier Aguirre, is that whenever a manager decides to, like, muddy up the game, by that I mean, we know you're more talented than us, but we're going to just make this a very sloppy, very long, very slow game, and it's going to be up to Aguirre to, like, try to find a, a formula to, like, get out of that. It's like, you know, they're in quicksand, or Monterrey's in quicksand. Another team, you know, and I can put this in as, in as an example, look at the games against Puebla, Querétaro, where, where, there was, where, their, where their managers just say, let's just let's just make this as ugly as possible, um, and then it's up to Monterrey to, like, try to figure it out. Um, and, and they just couldn't over uh, 180 minutes. I think in that first game, they were without a shot uh, in the first 40, 45 minutes. Like, <laughs> they didn't have a shot in that first half. Um, but what did you make of this loss, uh, Atlas? Where, where, where's your uh, head at with uh, another disgraceful loss, or, or you know, another disappointing season? Uh, you know, it's just it's a bitter taste. But where's your head at? Uh, yeah, I think um, my head is in a just disappointed state of mind. Um, the this time around. We all, like before the season, we all thought we did an, a great offseason, you know, like sending out players that we didn't need, buying very talented players, uh, players that not only made the difference like in the overall squad, but also can like come in from from the start and, and just perform. And and most of them did most of the time. So uh, I, I guess this time we actually had a good offseason for the for Julio Davino and for the people who who signed the players. And now El Vasco Aguirre, which we'll get into it later, but he was kind of right in in the sense of uh, you know he never had the full squad, um, and so yeah, it's complicated to work with the full squad. But at the end of the day, you're the more more most talented team in the, in Liga MX, and you should be winning every single game like you did against Cruz Azul. So there's no reason for Atlas to dominate you the way they did because I felt like Atlas really dominated Rayados. Um, uh, with a much inferior squad, so I'm just disappointed. Yeah, you put it. I think you put out the tweet the how much one team spent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on their on their squad, and it's just like, and and I go back to what I was just saying is that when when Aguirre is facing these managers, where it's like, okay, we're, we, you already know they're gonna make it ugly. They're gonna make it, you know, as as slow, uh, you know, just 
time consuming you know they're just going to do their their best to get Monterrey out of the rhythm and then in that second game obviously let's get to the penalty it it it, it wasn't a penalty you know it should have it should have never been marked it never went to var um whatever conspiracy theory you subscribe to you can run with it um but you know after that game or after that call it was like Monterrey was, or all, the entire squad was just fighting with the referee it was never and I, I'm not. I think it was someone on your space, or was it you, Pat, that said, "That's when Aguirre needs to just get his guys all together and say, stop fighting. Like it is what yeah. it is now. Like you know, it is what it is. Stop fighting the referee. Stop arguing with the referee. Our job now is to get to get two goals. And they got one, uh, and they still had plenty of time to get another one. It was like at the 78th minute that Ponchito really took one for the team. Uh, got it, it looked like he was concussed um, off a header. Uh, but, you know, 12 minutes and the squad that Monterrey has, you should get another, you know, there, there's plenty of time to get another goal. Um, but they didn't. And I don't know. I, I guess let's just take it. Who Who on the squad really disappointed you in this matchup against Atlas? Like, who's one player that you said I really expected more from? but really didn't get a lot out of them. because, Or you can even go to the manager, too, because Javier Aguirre deserves some blame for that. But but who, for you, really kind of disappointed you in this matchup? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of people to point. Obviously, Javier Aguirre, from, this is just a whole season for him, uh, you know, it was disappointing. Um, and then for in the players' side of things, for this matchup, we obviously still miss Charlie Rodriguez, the one, the only that used to play well. <laughs> uh, I think that w- that he was definitely missing. But then in front of him, maybe Maxi Mesa could have done a little bit more. Maybe Funes Mori could have done a little bit more. I feel like it's just surprising to me how you can play like you do against um, Cruz Azul in the repechaje to just go like the most recent route. Play like that, and, and and then next next week you you don't know how to create chances, and I think it's obviously not all because of the players, and it's all not because of the manager, but Javier Aguirre was definitely outmanaged against Atlas. Diego Coca did an amazing job with young players, players who don't have big names, and they still is that do- a worrying sign, Pat? Is that yeah. that? And we saw it this year, like against teams, and you can go down the and obviously Monterrey finished ninth, which. If the league wasn't as mediocre as it is, Monterrey wouldn't have even made the the Liga. Is that this guy is Aguirre continues to get managed by by clubs? Like I said, they they drop points to a lot of teams that ended up biting them in the rear end when it comes to like the tiebreaker. Uh, I posted a tweet. They lost point. They dropped points to Juarez, to Necaxa, to to Puebla, to. Uh, Querétaro. It's like teams that you should be like. It's not even like the top teams in the league that they were dropping points to. It was the mid to bottom or teams that are usually in, you know, in the mid to bottom of the table. Yeah. It's like you should be defeating those teams. And it's just like, again, this game proved uh, as an example of that Javier Aguirre just cannot. I don't know how he gets outmanaged by, the, by these clubs. Like, I don't understand like how how it continues to happen. And that's why. I was like, okay, I'm I'm over this guy. Like, I, I just don't know how he, these these managers from these clubs who have barely spent, you know, Esteban Andrada probably cost 
as much as most of uh, Atlas's squad, you know, for the amount they paid for. And it's just like, how 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 do you get outmanaged by this? But but go ahead, Pat. Sorry for for cutting you off. No, you're fine. Yeah, and and exactly that. I mean, how how does this happen? Because we all know what uh, Rayados brings to the table in case of in in terms of money of in players with the manager in theory, Javier Aguirre. You know, he comes from Europe, one of the best Mexican managers all the time. And then you see him, like you said, against teams that. I, not to be rude or anything, but just shouldn't be beating or even being close to competing against Rayados de Monterrey, and they still do, and they still take points away from us. So, at the end of the day, he should be facing a lot more fire than he's facing from the fans. I feel like fans are like tired of everything and everyone because of the recent years, but I really do feel like Julio Davino, Carlos Vela, everybody who signs players did their job this time. And they really, really did. And now it's up to Javier Aguirre to make them play. He couldn't. So I should be mad at Javier Aguirre. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was his first six months with, you know, this uh, new squad or whatever. But still, like, you still are. Yeah, really- he. So before I get to Aguirre, I just want to touch on the players. I feel like, again, last season in his first tournament, they leaned heavily on Maxi Mesa a lot, like in terms of the offense. And it feels like this match against Atlas, again, they just leaned heavily on him. And in that first leg, I, I, I saw the stats. It was not his night. He was horrible. He kept losing a lot of duels, um, kept turning the ball over. It was just, you know, and it happens. It just it just happened at the worst time to have your, you know, one of the worst games in the season. Um and then the second, you know, he provided the assist on the Ponchito, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like if you're not if Maxi Mesa isn't giving you anything or if he's the only one trying to generate some type of offense, then it's like, oh, you know, we're back to square one. It's like this was supposed to be fixed over the summer where you're not just relying on him to be, you know, the motor of the office. Like, yeah, he's a really great player, but you have you're supposed to have other guys because what if he's not going? Then if he's not going, then you're you're screwed. You don't have any you know have anybody else to help generate some type of attack. Um, but I don't know if you share that sentiment or, or where are you on that? Because a lot of uh, you know he he waited a while to to bring in Joe Campbell, Duan Vergara. He brought you know he everybody already knows it, it takes until the 80th minute for him to like finally make a change. But where are you on just you know the Monterrey's attack in that matchup against um, against uh, Atlas? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm with you in, in, in most most of the things you said. I think uh, one of the most important things is look at the names, look at the players who are attacking and who are defending, and just and just try to figure out why they're not able to create chances. I mean, it's crazy to me. Um, not because just of the names, but like Joel Campbell plays in Costa Rica. Yeah, CONCACAF is... You know who the rivals, but Maxi Mesa um, is used to Conmebol opposition. Funes Mori is now with Concacaf, but is 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 one of the best players that Liga MX has Liga MX has ever seen. Vincent Dianzen comes from Europe, so he's trained against like good defenders and very top level defenders. Um, it just it just doesn't make sense to me how a team like this with this much talent can't outplay uh, an opposition like Atlas. 
who obviously had a great season and they're still alive because of a good coach and just the best context for them. But still, at the end of the day, whether they're very good coached or not, they are way, way uh, weaker than Rayaus is. Yeah. Let's let's get into the manager. We we flirted with with uh, Javier Aguirre, but um, or with you know with his with his future. Obviously, he's not going anywhere. If if they would have fired him, they would have fired him by now. I mean, you saw Santos already dismissed their manager. Um, yeah. they brought well, you know, they're gonna bring in a new manager. Toluca's already dismissed their manager. They're gonna bring someone else new, uh, new in already. Uh, so of like the Liga teams, you know, they've already you know the ones that got eliminated already made changes. At this point, I don't see Monterrey making one, even though they should. It sounds like you and I are in agreement that. Uh, and, and let's get to that presser because, you know, he said, uh, Aguirre said, that, you know, he was shorthanded. Uh, obviously, he didn't elaborate more. Davino kind of spoke for him uh, in his press conference on Monday, saying that, you know, he meant all season. He didn't have his. You know his team full strength because of uh, whether it be uh, World Cup qualifiers, injuries, um, and I think that's about it. Uh, but I mean, if you're going to coach Monterrey, that's the type of players you're going to be getting. You're going to be getting players who are candidates for like their national team. You're not going to get. And this is where it kind of infuriates me. It's like stop making excuses. Like <laughs> you know, it's it's just like oh, you know, like like I said, Monterrey is never. I don't know if Monterrey is too big for Aguirre because he's only coached teams that are like, you know, fighting to survive. But at Monterrey, you're going to get players who are going to play for their national team, or, or like I said, in consideration. Like they're going to be part of World Cup qualifiers, you know, and they're still going to be a part of World Cup qualifiers because they begin in January or they resume in January. You know, you're not going to be getting players who are just going to be with you and that's it. Like that's the thing that kind of puzzled me. It's like, you do know where you're managing it, right? It's like we're not going to get, you know, bums. <laughs> no offense, but we're not going to get bums to play for one today. You're going to get players who, well, like I said, are candidates for their national team. But were, you know, what did you think of, of that comment of what he said, you know, that being shorthanded? Obviously, he didn't elaborate any further, but he just said, you know, he's been shorthanded. Um, yeah. And also kind of threw the kids. On, like, I wasn't okay with that. It's like, why are you throwing up, you know, the, the young players under the bus? You know, making me like, oh, I just, I just got these kids, and that's about it. You know, so it's like, uh, yeah, you know, I, I really didn't like the comments. But what, what did you, what did you make of it? Yeah, I didn't like the comments either. Uh, and like you said, at the end of the day, it's like a blessing and a blessing and um, what's the other word? What's the opposite for blessing? Like a curse. A or curse. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that you have so many good players. Yeah, a lot of them are gonna go with their national teams. So. Um, I kind of understand where he's coming from, but it just seems like a weak excuse. Like, uh, you know, uh, I feel like I, I, I'm glad Duli Davino came out and, and was like, okay, this is what he really meant. And I'm sure that's what Javier Aguirre, Javier Aguirre really meant. But you shouldn't be saying that in public because it just feels like, uh, yeah, he's just throwing everybody under the bus uh, when, like, when... The national team players aren't here. I don't have anybody. What? You have good players. I mean, <laughs> there's there's talent still in the in the squad. So I didn't like that at all. And um and and obviously, like I said, I get it. There was there definitely was a lot of injuries. A lot of national team players go with their national teams. But yeah, it's not something that he should have been saying in public, um, especially with the squad in general that we have. 
Um, I think that's about it on the season. I mean, we're, we're trying to scram, we're trying to you know, cream him as much as we can in one hour. But um, anything else you want to add on the season? I know, I know, there's a lot of we're gonna get to like departures and all that stuff when we get to it right now. Uh, but anything else, whether you know it's this game, um, Javier Aguirre as a as a manager overall, uh, or you know what? Actually, one last thing. Um, where are you at with him? Do you just do you, do you give him six more months um, and then? You know, he, I think he's under contract. For, I think he signed a contract, a two-year contract. So, yeah. um, this is going into his last year. Um, yeah, he's I think, I think they're, he's, he's going to stay. But like, do you give him how long of a leash do you give him to try to figure it out? Like in terms of like making a mid-season change, you know? Because yeah, no way they can finish ninth again. No way they can finish ninth. No, again. No. they cannot be flirting with that tape. You know, even credit to that. You know, he even said that finishing ninth is is. Is, is is it's a it's a disgrace. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but they shouldn't be anywhere near there. Um, but how long do you give him to try to figure it out? I know they're going to make a lot of investments. You have the Club World Cup. We're going to touch on that in a bit. But how long of a leash do you give him before you start saying, you know what? I think we're going to finish ninth again, or you know, around that area. How long of a leash do you give him? Do you give him the entire season? Is there like a maybe a match day ten, or you know? How long do you give? How long is the leash for for you on him? Yeah, I don't I don't want a mid season change just because that's another excuse if later on we are, we're not able to to you know make it happen and and, uh, and yeah I don't want that anymore. So if it's if it's a, I, I I wouldn't be mad at, mad if they change Javier Aguirre, Javier Aguirre now. I know it's it's a rough move, but I really do feel like I said the Rayados the national the the Hadouli that we know them did a great job. So um, hiring. So I wouldn't be. And but if they don't do it now, they should just wait until his contract runs out. Yeah, like I, th- I think I think that yeah, I think they should. If if they don't do it this by this week, yeah. um, I don't think it's gonna happen because then you know it, the, the 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 rough part is that the world the club world cup kind of expedites their process, yeah. like getting everything done because they should have every. They should have the team that they want to take by whenever the season starts, or you know, even before. They should have it meet by, by Christmas. They should have an idea, you know, they should have the the group that they want to take uh, and start the season with, so that way they can get you know some type of rhythm in before they go to uh, you know to to the tournament. Uh, and we're gonna talk about that. I said, like I said, uh, but to me, I I would have fired him. I just do not see him progressing like. If he kind, of, you know what I would wish he would do. If he, if he, if he stays, mm-hmm. I would like for him to bring in an assistant that is like offensive minded that can maybe see things he's not seeing. Because, man, this team just struggles. And I tweeted out, and we talked up, talked about this on the podcast. Monterrey is like, they have all the resources to be like, uh, uh, uh you know, dominating the league, scoring. Um, but it's just they they bring in managers that are just. You know they're driving a Lamborghini like a, a a van. You know they're not they're not using it up to its potential. Um, but yeah, like to me, if if he doesn't go this 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 week, um, or this you know he should be gone this week. Um, if he's not, then they're not gonna. At least I'm. I would be surprised if he's if if you know if he's if they dismiss him. You know beyond this week, I would wait until like you know June. Um, then you can just sack them and move on but the thing was the thing i've come to learn with monterey is that they'll 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 kick the can toward you know for another six months if if, if i 
if the fan base understands that this guy should be fired, they'll wait another tournament to fire him. That's just the same thing like they did with uh, Turco Mohamed, where you know the the tournament where it was canceled by the pandemic. Monterrey, if the if the season played out, Monterrey would have missed the Liga and they would have been bottom of the table. Like, you know that they should have fired him right there, but they didn't. They gave him another opportunity, and eventually they they did have to fire him. So it's like Monterrey has this, you know, Pat like. I don't know if you ever like drank milk or used milk or you know when you're pouring a bowl of cereal and you're like this the milk the, the milk says it's not expired you know the date's not expired but it smells funky yeah <laughs> that's how yeah. I feel like Monterey is like oh it hasn't expired but it does smell funny like you know was, I, that's how I feel Monterey is, is with their managers but um <laughs> I love it I love it <laughs> that's why like ever since like when you know when they should have fired Mohammed. They did it. They kicked it again, and I feel like they're doing it this year. If, 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 if somehow he doesn't turn it around this upcoming tournament, then he should be gone. Uh, but anything else you want to add in terms of Aguirre or you know this Atlas matchup or anything else in the season that you you saw um, that you want to bring up? No, um, nothing specific really. It just it just was a it it, it was a rough season. This type of season, Monterrey shouldn't have ever, um, and it happened. Like and the excuses are there because of the national team players and all that, but still, ninth place, no way. Because if you look at the the games that we dropped points, like we still had a great <laughs> a great squad. So yeah, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, but. yeah. So let's transition over to now making changes. Um, aside from aside from you know the managerial stuff um, today Tuesday. Uh, it was a lot of news. You were on anti-doping in in, in Monterrey, um, mm. talking. I I caught. I I I went into Santiago Furcada's Facebook page and I caught your your appearance. Um, but there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of smoke. Uh, I don't know if they're all going to turn into deals. But let's let's start diving into some uh, at least the ones that are being reported. Uh, you have Vincent Jansen. I. I like an hour before we started recording, you had the Vincent Janssen one. Uh, apparently, Monterrey's president is went to Seattle uh, to meet with the Sounders uh, management over Vincent Janssen. It seems that you know they're at the at the at the very least they're trying to you know spark up some some talks and see if they can move him. Uh, whether it happens or not remains to be seen. But let's let's address Janssen. Where where are you on? With him, where are you on on some of these deals that are, or you know, there's some of these rumors that are coming up on him? Are you? I know there's some people who don't want to see him go. Others do. Where where are you on with him? Um, Jansen can go. I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at the situation if he goes. I think um, I think he just he just didn't cut it. That's a fact. Uh, he had his opportunities. Um, and then the two-striker situation with Funes Mori and Jansen also just never really clicked. Like, sometimes, obviously, they did they did good. I mean, they're talented players. But, yeah, they're not – they weren't uh, yeah. running yeah. at the and, league or anything. And he's, not, so. and he's not pushing Funes Mori. Like, as much as I like Funes Mori, even Funes Mori had a terrible season, four goals for your striker. That's, that's not – that's something, you know – I think even the the most you know bring back Nico bring, Sanchez. <laughs> you, even the more like the the person who loves Funes Mori can tell you that's not not a good season. And what is Jansen? Yeah, Jansen was brought into like and he it did actually work like in 2019. That 2019 year Funes Mori actually was really good. Um, but then you know Jansen's injuries underperforming. 
And it yeah. feels like Jansen was, bring, you know, he was brought in to like light a flame under Funes Mori to know that, hey, mm-hmm. somebody can take your job. Uh, eventually, that didn't happen. And so now we're back to where we were two years ago. <laughs> we're, we're trying to bring in someone in that can light a fire under Funes Mori. Um, but, you know, do you think a deal can get done with Seattle? Where are you? I know you said Austin, if you want to elaborate on that a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, do you think, okay, it's going to be MLS and that? And do you think he's just going to, you know, it's, it's just going to be MLS teams inquiring for him? Yeah, so uh, especially Seattle is a good it's a good place for him because Rui Diaz might leave Seattle uh, and might and go back to Mexico, whether it's Cruz Azul or America. So Seattle is definitely a good fit for him. Um, but if I'm Seattle, I don't go for him. <laughs> uh, Austin FC is obviously a good opportunity as well. They're one of the worst teams in the league, but they are really one of the best in terms of fandom. So I think he'll be like very welcome there. He'll feel like this big star. How much There's... do you think Monterrey can get for him? <laughs> oh man! If, if you're if you're like if you're, you take off your Monterrey hat, um, but how much do you actually think they can get for him? Because I've seen. Do, um, do you remember how much Nashville p- paid for Akelova? You think it was like six million or something yeah, like that? Yeah, six, six, seven. I think it was between six and eight million. I don't have the exact number, but I'm pretty sure it was between six and eight. I don't think Jansen can even reach those numbers. Like, do you? Will you pay more than five million dollars for Jansen? I wouldn't. Nah, I would actually ask for a loan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, it's just like this. I'm taking on an asset that's already like a. Yeah. He hasn't like looked his best since 2019. Like, it's been two years yeah. since his, since he looked his best, and he gets injured a lot. So it's like maybe two million, three million. I, I, he would be even fetching less than what they pay for for Duban Vergara, and that was like four million bucks. And it's just like, you know, it's they're they're yeah. taking. Oh man, they're taking. Oh, if I'm, you're, they're lucky if I'm still has a lot of money because man, you're asking them to take like what what they pay for like ten, twelve million or something like that for him. Yeah, you're yeah, asking yeah. Them to take. A ten million dollar loss. Like you're just, you're lucky that Femsai is has money because that well, if you ask any other owner to take that loss, they'd be like, yeah, no. "What is going?" No, on? yeah, they'll 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 squeeze as much. Well, but then you look at this. His salary is one of the highest of the team as well. So yeah, I'm pretty sure they want to ship him on. Uh, and I'm, I'm I think most of the fans also want to. I, I there was a tweet by Absalon who quote tweeted like one of my my tweets or my my comments about Vincent Jansen and most of the replies are people saying like yeah I'll take him to the airport let's do this <laughs> yeah I think it's just you know two you know you haven't given much in two years and he's been given opportunity like earlier this year when when Funes Mori was with Mexico you know that was his chance to to say hey you know what I'm I'm gonna challenge for this spot and you know like he didn't do anything I just remember that missed penalty kick against Masatlan where he just sailed that thing and that was just uh, that was that should have been a, a set you know should have told what was gonna happen for him but yeah I, I think I hope either Seattle or Austin FC can take you know yeah, maybe Monterrey can get three million bucks maybe, um, maybe. If they, you know. Maybe they can put some type of incentives, you know, if, you know, I don't know what the hell they can do to pop up his value, but maybe they can do that. But, yeah. you know, it, it appears they're going to move on. Uh, I would, would you be shocked if, he, if he's still on this team uh, come January? Would you be shocked? Like, I, I know you, I know you have, have info uh, on Jansen and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to make you spill the entire thing, but of what you know, what people say, 
how shocked would you be if he's still here by like Christmas or New Year's? No, I wouldn't be so shocked just because Jansen really wants to stay. And not only that, uh, I feel this is a feeling. Uh, I feel like uh, Julio Davino and the executives in Monterrey are very, um, you know, they're not very strict. So they give not second chances, but they give like four or five chances chances <laughs> to everybody. So I think Jansen can definitely stay because he really, really does want to stay. He's super excited about scoring in, in the... Uh, he was super excited about scoring against Cruz Azul. He was just excited about everything that's happening with, with Rayados. He's excited about the Club World Cup because if you remember, he was injured for, uh, for the one that Rayados went to last. So, yeah, 2019. Yeah, so he really wants to stay, and I think this is more of a feeling that they they'll just be like, okay, we we'll give you another chance, unless of course an offer comes in. So where are you? Offer... Where are you, Pat, on all this? Like knowing your info, like I know you said you want him out, but like make an educated guess on like do you th do you want him out? Like where are you at with him? No, I want I want him out just because of. As a fan, I'm not I'm not glad with what he's done, and I don't think he can do anything else. So I want him out, and but that I want him out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a <laughs> yeah. So um, my 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 worry for that is that I don't think like it's gonna be complicated for Seattle or Austin even 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 though they're the worst team in MLS or one of the worst. I just find it complicated that they'll send out an offer for a few million dollars for Vincent Jensen. Like, yeah. he's not really that necessary. <laughs> they yeah. can look somewhere else. So that's my, yeah. my fear. I, I think MLS teams have learned they can just go to South America and grab a player at, yeah, at, yeah, at his yeah. value. A younger player, too, at, at, a, at a good age or, or one that can maybe reach his potential and maybe they can ship him off to Europe or whatever. But they can, mm -hmm. for like the three, four million bucks that they could probably spend on Jensen, they can go to Europe and get someone who has yet to hit their potential and, you know, whether it's a boom or bust, uh, you know, it, you know, at, at this point, Jansen is what it is in his career. He's not, you know, he's in his, what, mid to late 20s. Yeah. So you, at this point, you, you know what he is and he has an injured pass. Like, and this is why I'm hoping Monterrey, if they're going to go for another striker, they, for the love of God, check his injury pass. If it's a player, if it's a player that has dealt with injuries, Stay yeah, away. Yeah. Like I would only be comfortable if a player is like two years in room from like a serious injury where it's like, okay, we have a sample size. He looks like he's overcome his injuries. Don't get somebody yeah. that has barely coming off some type of surgery and not giving you anything because that's what he was with Spurs. Like he didn't take he was never going to beat out Harry Kane, but you know he 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 was always injured at Spurs. He didn't take advantage of his spot uh, or his time in front of Ache because he was injured all the time. And now here he didn't take his advantage because he was either out of form or just injured. So it's like okay, please for the love of God, if you're going to get another striker, get one who can stay healthy and can push Funes Mori um, either to you know to to either take his job or. Or push him to, to be a better a better player. But um another player that Monterrey is reportedly in on are Santos, two Santos players. Um let's first talk with uh Diego Valdez. Um a lot of smoke around this one too, Pat. I just want to get your thoughts on, on this one because one of the issues Monterrey has is the midfield cannot it, the midfield cannot generate much offense. Like I, I I this season I come to and I don't know who said this comment, but I agree with if Monterrey isn't doing anything in those first 15 minutes, that kind of gives you a vote of confidence that, okay, they're going to be generating some attack. Uh, usually they're not going to do much. 
So they're trying to address, you know, the midfield, get some players that can generate some offense. Um, Diego Valdez of Santos, where are you at on this uh, this rumor? Uh, I mean, I like it. He's definitely a very good and talented player. He can def- he can help a lot in the attack. I think he can do good things with Maxi, with Funes Mori. Um, I guess my worry, if if there's a worry here, is uh, he's definitely in a position where Ponchito or Charlie or one of those two players has to step out of the way. I mean, that's not the worry, obviously. Um, so there's a good. So if that happens, there's a Mexican player, a good Mexican player now on the bench. Um, but Diego Valdez, I feel like he'll cost a lot of money. I mean, and obviously America's in a, on him. America's in on yeah, him. Yeah, So, so in you on have him. two heavyweights. Uh, Santos is just sitting pretty, like we can. Yeah, you know, nice. you can, and Cruz Azul too, but I think at the Cruz Azul doesn't have a lot of money, which is why they're losing a lot of players. Yeah, uh, you know, but so it's, 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 it comes down to America and and Monterrey, like he's, you know. Yeah, he's definitely like on the peak of his career. He he's he definitely gives gives a lot of good. Uh, and he plays for Chile too. Like he, he has, yeah. I seen him. He gets another, some call-ups. He got called up. Another national team player. Now, will Javier Aguirre want him? <laughs> um. <laughs> No, yeah, he's obviously good, but uh, I guess now the worry, I'm trying to do my math now in my head, but the worry is like um, in terms of the foreign players. I don't know if we need to get rid of one if he comes in or if we're uh, good. I guess if Jansen leaves, this is perfect. But so, uh, I was yeah. going to say, of the, there's four foreign players that like you might see leave depending on whatever happens. Like of the four, you have Duan Vergara, Joel Campbell. Vincent Jansen and maybe you want to throw in Matias Granavita. Like those are the four foreign players where it's like, yeah, yeah, I could see them leaving because you want to bring in someone else. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I, I was actually reading some rumors about Joel Campbell going to Santos. Yeah, and that's what I was going to bring up right now too for, uh, for <laughs> Fernando Gorian, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Gorian, the Uruguayan, who also yeah. gets called up to Uruguay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, because they're two different players, I was reading. You know, Valdez is more attacking minded. Uh, he'll generate, and then I kind of saw a little bit too of that in that first leg against Tigres. He was really active on, on, on you know, helping generate some, some attack. Uh, where are you on, on both of those players? Are those, uh, would you like to see Monterey just grab one? Uh, of, of the two, which one would you want to see Monterey grab one? Um, um, but then if you want to get greedy, uh, yeah. do you think Monterey can grab both of them? <laughs> I mean, if Joel Campbell and Matias Kranuiter leave and we replace them with these two guys, that, like that's the perfect move. But Correarán I like more. I just feel like he's more of a box to box, so he gives a lot. He he gives a lot defensively and offensively. I really like him as a player. He he has that Uruguayan uh, garra charro, the typical one. <laughs> I know everybody says it, but it, it's a real thing, and he has it. So I love him. He's one of my favorite players in Liga MX, MX outside of Rayados. So I'm definitely in on him if 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 Rayados does want to want to bring him in, but. I guess my worry there is like, where does he fit in exactly? Because obviously we have Celso Ortiz, who will probably be a captain next year. Like he's that important right now. Um, Gorriarán might like be, or Celso Ortiz might be on the in the way of Gorriarán if he comes in. So if it's because of that, I'll go with Diego Valdez. But if if there's no like buts, uh, I like Gorriarán. 
Uh, we'll see if Monterrey decides to get greedy and grab both of them. <laughs> they're in role. They're in. They're in rumors for both of them. Um, you know, but one of them they're ch- they're fighting with America for for Valdez, um, and we'll see what what goes on there. Um, the other rumor that was going on today that you were also talking about with uh, Santiago Forcade is uh, Rodolfo Pizarro. Mm. Uh, this this one I think is going to divide people. I already see it on Twitter. It's dividing people. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know if you see it on your mentions because you're tweeting about it. Um, yeah. And you're not the biggest Pizarro fan. I remember, Kyle. Like, if anybody can go back, if anybody wants to go back in these archives, they can look at you. The you're not a fan. There. Yes. Where are you on this rumor um, in terms of what you know and just your opinion as a fan? Like, I don't want your opinion as a, as a yeah. journalist or reporter or media member. I want your opinion as a fan because you, you weren't a, you weren't his biggest fan. So where are you on this on this take or on this you know potential re, uh, you know reunion? Yeah, it's so weird that they're that they're trying to bring him back. Um, it's so weird. Um, the way he left, the way he left. I think there was always there was almost like a, a lawsuits. Yeah, I don't know if it actually went all the way, but there was like that type of that bad. It was that bad, so I just find it so weird that they're bringing him back. He's definitely bringing coming back in a way worse context. So he'll be on the bench. He's a bench player for Rayados of Monterrey now. Ponchito Gonzalez is way better. Uh, it's so weird that they're bringing him back. I just don't get it. I like the idea of him coming back because we all know when he feels like it, he can deliver a show. Um, but he, yeah, um, I don't Where know. You put this as like just by the info you know and and whatever gut feeling you want to put in, like out of give me a percentage. Where do you th- how 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 high is or how low do you see this happening? Oh, high, very high. <laughs> I think it's gonna happen at any moment. <laughs> the, there's a there's a little bit of a. I mean, I guess the comp, like everybody wants it to happen. Like Miami wants it to happen. Pizarro wants it to happen. Rayados wants it to happen. So the problem is obviously he has a contract way longer than expected. It, they're finishing, like it's 2021. I think his contract was even for a couple of more years or maybe one more year. So I guess the complicated part is not only the transfer fee, which Rayados and Inter Miami are looking at a loan for that to happen. And then the transfer fee, you know, pay the transfer fee later when the when his contract is over with Inter Miami. And not only that, but the his salary. I mean, he left Rayados to earn more than more than twice of what he earned at Rayados. Yeah. So now you gotta go back to Rayados, to the same team. Being a worse player, so <laughs> that's a not a starter point. anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if Pizarro takes it, and cool, you know. But I just find it weird that he'll go back to a team where he'll be in the bench, where he'll earn way less money uh, than he not only was earning at Inter Miami, but at Rayados when he was here. And then, yeah, just not be the most important player. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've seen this clip. It's a Simpsons clip or a GIF um, where like Homer is like driving off in like some type of like cart, like you know, and he like throws the match like and burns the bridge uh, behind him. I feel like that's what Pizarro did yeah. on his way out. 
it was like I'm going to I'm going to Miami. I'm going to use this to catapult myself to Europe, or at least you know, but you know, I'm going to be part of a, I'm going to be the face of this expansion team. And it was like screw it, I'm going to burn my the bridge here, and I'm out of here. Um, I, I don't I, I'm not. I I this one keeps me torn. Like I like him, but then I don't like the drama that comes. Um, you know, it's just I, I don't know. I I don't. We use the, we use the title of mercenary a lot, you know, and I always felt like, and he, I think you said it too. It felt just like a mercenary contract hire, like you know, you just, he never felt much for the team, like you know, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. When Rayos like wanted to sign Chivas. him, yeah, when Rayos wanted to sign him, he didn't want to sign for Rayos at all, but they had convinced him with money. Yeah, so it's like, bro, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like when you're dating someone, it's like I'm just giving you things so you can be with me. And it's like uh, that's why it's like oh, it's so it's weird, like, man. It's so weird. Yeah, I, I like I said, this is gonna divide people. It already has. If you're on social media, you're seeing arguments started. Some people are pro this. Some some people are against. Um, you know, some people are selling the clubs to have or the club to have some dignity and and not go that route. Uh, do you? If, if it was up to you, do you rather see something? You know, give a look at another Mexican player, um, or or are you just happy with? It? Because obviously he's feeling, you know, the need to have like Mexican players, but but. You know, where are you out on that? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, they're trying to sign Mexican players and like some of the best Mexican players. So Pizarro definitely fits that mold. I think he, when he's back, when he starts training and playing, he'll be a, he'll be fine, and he'll probably do well. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably look elsewhere, especially just because of the the complicated um, relationship he has with. Not only the fans, but also Julio Davino in his moment. So it's so weird to me. I, it's still weird. It's, Do you think it's, it doesn't? It, it goes higher up than him because yeah, I, it does. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. So okay. Ornelas is kind of the one that really wants him back. So I guess uh, Pizarro is also like he he does well in the locker room. He's really good friends with everybody in the locker room. Yeah. He 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 sells. Like, he's like a marketing type of player. You know, he yeah. sells jerseys and all that. Yeah. So, and I get getting it. into fights with the uh, Tigres media <laughs> members. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, but let's let's okay. Well, you know, whatever happens, it it sounds like you're and I and, and I and I'm gonna you know I, I believe in what you say, Pat. So if it's if it's high, really high, that's gonna happen. It, it looks like you know, barring any like last minute fall, it looks like he's gonna return. Um, but before we switch over to the Club World Cup stuff, um. Uh, in terms of like arrivals, you don't have to give names. Um, just maybe mark positions, maybe players that you can see want, or you know, just you as a fan would want to leave. Um, I'm gonna throw out some uh, some rapid questions so we can wrap up this this segment. I guess you can call it. Um, in terms of uh, arrivals, what positions do you think need to start? I think you cut off. Oh uh, no! I said, what what oh, uh, what are. positions do you think need strengthening? Uh midfield, because I love Panchito. He did well. Charlie was missing a lot of the time, and Solsorti is obviously a good good player. I think midfield, just because uh, a lot of games that we didn't perform, uh, I think it was just a disconnect between defense and offense. So midfield was missing. And then another position is in the left, uh, kind of attacking flank. 
uh, like Gallardo is 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 when he used to be a creator, a compulsive creator of opportunities. Now he just doesn't get the job done. The, whether it's shooting or passing the ball, he's just missing the the target. Uh, and, uh, and 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 going back defensively, he's just not cutting it as well. So maybe somebody to reinforce that flank. Uh, I guess Duan Bergara kind of was that, but uh, Duan Bergara didn't convince me just yet. Mm-hmm. And then, and then what else? I think apart from that, we're pretty fine. We're pretty good. We're pretty solid yeah. in all the lines. So I think those I, two are like my main ones. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, to me, I would go striker if Jansen leaves. Because obviously, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, that, if he leaves, then I mean, uh, you, know, you need a striker. Um, yeah left wing um you know you need another winger especially like you know Belgara can stay but maybe you lose Campbell so you need mm-hmm. another winger that can that can play mm-hmm. uh, then it depends what they want to do with Eric Aguirre do you want to keep him as a left back or do you want to push him up into be, be like that left mid position so it, it all depends what they want to do if they if they want to keep him at left back then I would say okay then improve your midfield um, but if they want to bring him up, um, I don't, you know, if they, they view him more as a midfielder, then you're going to have to find a left back because Sebastian Vegas is not a left back. Um, you saw it in that Atlas game. He's not a left back. He can play left back, but he's not a left back. Like, you can play out of, like, a, a, you know, emergency, but, like, he's not going to create much offense. Like, he's not, I don't, when I think of Sebastian Vegas, I don't think of someone flying up the flanks, uh, putting in a cross. Uh, or you know, you know, winning his one-on-one duels and getting into the box and, and putting you know putting on a tee for the striker, you know that's not his game. Um, so it, it all depends what they want to do there. So if they want to keep Aguirre uh, left back, then he's our left back. Uh, and so then you have to address the midfield. If they want to push him up into the midfield, then you got to address the left back. Uh, but where are you with the Eric Aguirre before I move on? I, 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 do you see him as a left midfielder or a left back? Um, <clears throat> I what I love about him is just his versatility. But I like him as a left back and just kind of being able to go all the way to the front and all the way to the back. Um, I, I'll keep him. I'll keep him as a left. Uh, what's it called a carrilero? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of a left back that goes all the way to attack. Yeah, I, I, I like that position. Yeah, because he played right back, but yeah, that was more of a necessity um, because of Stefan Medina's injury and obviously. Uh, Javier Aguirre didn't trust anybody else behind him, um, but you know, at, it, it, you know, at Pachuca he was always on the left side, like it was left back or left mid, sometimes yeah. a left wing, but he was always on the left side. So I, I don't know, I don't know where people got the need that he's gonna be uh, Stefan's replacement. No, he, he he's on the left side of the pitch, uh, at least with Pachuca, where he you know where he, he played his best. Um, uh, do you have any like okay? Do you have any names, Pat, like out of foreign players that you might want? Like, out of the na- aside from the names we talked about, do you have maybe one or two names? And give me one Mexican player that you would like to see Monterrey at least you maybe give a look at. So give me three names, one Mexican, maybe one or two foreign players that that you want. You know, Monterrey should like keep an eye on or look at to fill uh, two of you know all those needs that they need because they're also going to need depth. I should have said that too. They need depth players because. Um, as we saw behind Stefan Medina, there's nobody at right back. <laughs> Edson Gutierrez is there, but yeah. it seems like Javier Aguirre doesn't trust him, and he doesn't trust any of the, of the, of the you know youth players. Um, so the Monterrey needs to improve that depth behind them. So 
should have added that too. But what what are what are some players that you you would like, want Monterrey to consider? Maybe one Mexican, one or two foreign players that that you want to see Monterrey go after. Yeah, so right back to replace or not to replace to be just backup of Stefan Medina for sure. I mean, a Mexican, but who? Like, there's no players. I feel like um, so I, that's a complicated one. And then um, I like the idea of Diego Valdez just because of what's missing in terms of uh, of those positions with Pochito and Charlie just not cutting it or not being good enough. Even though Pochito, like I said, is is uh, is, is just ha- having a great year. And then um, somebody on the left. Can we now go for Darwin Machis again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I guess I guess he can be. Where's Granada? Is Granada? Is how, how, I'm not. I'm not, I don't have a lot of Liga standings, but I'm, I'm hoping Granada is is, is not having Look a good season. That he, <laughs> that way you can say, okay, you know what? I think I'll, I'm going to jump ship here because if, if Granada is doing well or if he's like seeing quality time with Granada, then it's going to be tough for them to go back to that well and see if they can grab him. They're um, 16th in the league, so they're doing really okay. Bad. Okay, so that that's hope. That 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 provides some hope. If if they're doing bad, then Machis was like, okay, check plays. I think I'm gonna bounce. <laughs> so maybe they can go after him because yeah, they do need another winger. But yeah, then for striker, it's just so complicated because they can like Duba Bergara came out of nowhere. Like I don't I don't feel like anybody like wanted him. Like and nobody was saying let's go for Duba Bergara. <laughs> And like in his moment, nobody wanted Alan Barreiro. It's just like some of these players that they bring are just pretty random. Um, so, but what I'm trying to say is like we want a striker to replace Vincent Jansen, but do we want a striker that competes against Funes Mori and makes Javier Aguirre drop Funes Mori, or do we want a striker to complement Funes Mori or be his replacement? So that's it. Just depends on what we want. What do you want? We, what do you want on that one? I might as well add your opinion in there. Yeah, I guess. Uh, no, I think um, as of now, I want Funes Mori to be the starter and just play with one striker and then maybe get a replacement for him. Uh, and then his re- his replacement can be from, like, not Mexican. I'm fine with that. But they've got to give him opportunities. Like, in in his moment, Akelova could have been there, but they just sold him. Like, why? Just... <laughs> Play the guy and try, like, let him try. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I like Munez Mori, but it's like I want someone that's actually gonna make him like sweat and like bring the best out of him. I just, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I'm at that point where it's like I just want someone that's gonna score ten goals consistently. <laughs> like yeah, a that's like all that. I want. Like I don't want four goals for my strike. Like what? Fucking ten goals! Like, give me ten. Is that too much to ask? Like, I, I just want a striker that can score ten goals a tournament and like overall score between twenty and thirty goals a, a season. You know, it's like that's that's all I want. I want a striker that can put up twenty to thirty goals, uh, in a calendar year. That's that's all I'm asking for. That's all I. Ask. I feel you, man. Like, it could like Nico Sanchez is not not here anymore. But remember, he was like the top scorer yeah. for. For us, that for should have years. been a wake-up call. It's like we need some we need some people that can score goals. Um, I know yeah. Prompa said they might go after Flamengo's Michael or Mikael. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, Michael I, is. Well, I, Michael... I've watched a lot of Flamengo. I, 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 like this season, like I have Paramount Plus, so like I started watching a lot of Brazilian football. 
Um, I always get some people say Michael and some of them say Mikael, so I'm not sure what's the proper pronunciation. Oh, I don't know. But Mikael <laughs> or Michael, uh, he, he he could be really good. I like him a lot. And Some uh, people don't. I already seen some yeah. campaigns on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then they might go after uh, another familiar name uh, uh, that I, I like, but he just coming off of injuries. Surge. He came off of knee surgery recently, too. So it's like uh, Pedro. Uh, yeah, Pedro. Uh, Pedro Abreu, uh, yeah, Gabby goes back up. Um, Flamengo, who I don't know how well they got it for Fluminense, who he went to Fiorentina, who went then he went to Flamengo. Um, I don't know, it was, it was some weird shit. Um, but yeah, that was another name that I've seen. But I, I mean, I, I like Pedro, but like he's coming off of knee injury, and like I said, I don't want players who are coming off serious injuries because then you don't know what the hell's gonna happen. And there and they, you know when when Monterrey was in for him, he he suffered an injury. So it's like don't get stop getting players who are who who are going through like very serious injuries because you just don't want to you don't want to be responsible for that. Um, you know you want them healthy. So I mean if they want to go for Brazilian, you know look at other players um, and see what they can go there. Um, but yeah, those, those are the names I've I've read. Um, anything else you want to add in terms of the, of the transfer talk, Pat? What are, what are some other things you, you maybe want to chat about? Um, I'm just I'm just glad that at least you can kind of see there's move like I would love if if Javier Aguirre was fired and they look for a, another coach because that's what I would have done. But I'm I, I'm still glad that they're definitely actively looking for yeah. for for players. And now with the Club World Cup, I mean they got a we got the Palmeiras side. The oh, no, we're just going to talk about that right now. Right? Okay, like, let's do so, that. <laughs> okay, one last thing on this on this part. I wanted to touch on, I wanted to bring up. In terms of, like, Rayados, uh, I wanted to bring something. Because you, you, Pat, you, you, you're you more talking with people who, like, are, like, give young Mexican players an opportunity. Like, I'm all for giving young, play, young Mexican players opportunities. But I don't want them to, like, I don't want people to hand them. Like, oh, you're Mexican. You're a young Mexican player. Here, here's a, here's a spot for you. Like, no, you got to earn that shit. Like, that's not how the world works. Because then if you go somewhere else, you're going to have to compete. Um, not like Bonchito. He earned yeah, his spot. Yeah, he earned his spot. Like, he wasn't, yo, well, you're Mexican. Like, that's why I'm, I'm like, I don't like when people say, ah, dale, dale oportunidades a los, a los jóvenes mexicanos. Like, well, yes, there's a, I agree to an extent. I don't, I don't agree just handing them a position. Like, here, here, here's, you play here and that's it. You know, you got to win your spot. Um, but in terms of like Rayados, I wanted to say, I wanted you. I like the idea of what they're going for, having that as like for for, for people who were you know as in baseball terms. Like here's our, this is our AAA team, all our prospects or or you know double A team. It's gonna be where our prospects that we that 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 just need playing experience so they can get an idea of what it's like to be a professional. I like that concept. What I don't like is that I just don't want that to be a play a place for players who don't have a future with the first team. Like. I don't like you know like this is where their scouts and I should be telling them, well this kid's not good enough you know so it's like mm, we got to give these spots to like I feel like I like that they have Lahoud and Suazo I I like that you have two players that they can like teach them how to be professionals but I I want those spots to be going to players who are like yeah that guy he can play on the first team because sometimes like you saw you saw this season some of them just looked lost they didn't know what they were doing um, and 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 I just don't want them to be calling up players like. That are just going to be the, uh, Daniel Parras or Edson Gutierrez of the future, you know. But where were you on that and just helping develop younger talent? 
Yeah, I my 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 thinking is kind of in the same lines as you as I love young talent, especially if they're Mexican and us being able to kind of like the develop them and they can be like important role players for the team. But if they're uh, if they're not given opportunities, uh, I love the idea of loaning players. I feel like Monterrey doesn't do that that as much. Like the only loans or the loan, yeah, the loans we do is like to get players that we don't want their contract anymore, at least for a few like uh, years or seasons. But like, why not sign a young player, a Mexican player that we can loan out for a few years? Like, for example, Jonathan Gonzalez was loaned out to Necaxa, and it's not working out, not even in Necaxa. So there's definitely not a player of problem with Rayados because everybody was blaming Rayados. Yeah, it's definitely a player a problem of the player. So I like the idea. I just I hope they work it better. Like we have Rayados, if we want for them to get minutes, we have we're able to loan players out. Like I'm 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 all down for can, that. Can I ask? Like I'm not familiar with like Mexican basketball. Like I know in Europe. What some players like, if if our youth academy isn't producing talent, that's gonna be able to come. Like if they don't, like cause at, at eight, I know at eighteen, twenty years old, it's it's kind of messed up to like judge a player. But you, I mean, that's what some scouts have to do. You have that's like the game where you know that's that's the part of the sport. Um, you know, they have to make the judgment on an eighteen, twenty year old and say, you know what, I just I'm not I'm not I don't see this kid making an impact on Monterrey. Like I don't see him going to the first team. Any you know like no matter how much playing time he gets. If the academy isn't producing those type of players, um, I, I was wondering why doesn't just want that I try to poach some of the, you know, t- t- talent from other youth academies. Like, I don't know if that's legal or not. Because I know in Europe they do it. <laughs> I know I know in Europe, I mean, with, with PSG, they got Javi Simons from, from Barcelona. And it's like, well, his contract's running out. Well, here's a ton of money. Come play for our youth system and, you know, or, you know, our youth academy and go from there. But I was wondering, can Mexican clubs do that? Like, I know it's kind of stupid, but I was like, I don't know. Do Mexicans even, you know, Mexican club, club you know, do they even try to do something like that? I'm not sure. I, I would be lying if I tried and give you an answer now. But uh, if it's possible, that's what I would do. Like, if, 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 if you know, you can tell yeah. when you, if you use academy isn't producing much, um, either, you know, obviously you got to improve looking for talent. But I was like, you know, if, if you can poach, you know. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they have contracts, you know, if, if, if you like a kid somewhere, it's like, why don't you just poach him, you know? But I mean, I that my only my only thing there is I'm pretty sure we can probably do or Mexico can do that. But my only kind of thing or thinking there is that Rayos is so focused on the winning now and the first team and like bringing in stars that they kind of forget the younger guys. And, and at the end of the day, we we end up uh creating or not creating but you know what i mean uh talent but just because of their because they're competing against like they're training against really good guys so yeah i think that's what happens but i'm not sure like that definitely we can definitely that's for another podcast we gotta talk talk with someone because like we gotta have all the money like because you know the big clubs in europe do all the time like you sit around grabbing a young player and be like here come play for for the castilla you know, or, or the or the B team, you know, and then, you know, because we like him, you know, and same thing with PhDs. I'm pretty sure Barcelona does that too. It's like, here, come play for uh, La Maisa, you know, like, exactly. you know, so, so I think that's what Monterrey should do too. Like, if if if, if, if they see someone on Necaxa's youth team that they really like, 
because I'm pretty sure they have scouts when 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 you know the 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 youth teams are playing each other. So it's like, hey, who's this kid? You know, and then you can just monitor his, you know, monitor him and say, hey, you know what? Sixteen years old here. Here's a like here's a lot of money. Come play for our youth system, you know, because we we can see, you know, your talent and you know, and then here here play on Rayados and further develop yourself, uh, and then you know make your way up to the first team. So I'm like, oh, we'll see. It was. I would like for them to do that, but we'll see about that. But let's, uh, we got a couple more minutes. Uh, we'll go a minute, an hour and 15. I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, but let's talk about the Club World Cup. Obviously, making making it, you know, the Monterrey won the CCL, you know, that's the marquee trophy of the, of the, of the tournament or of the season. But more so, this, you know, we're recording on a Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday morning, they got the lucky draw. They ended up on the Comedy Ball side. Uh, Pat, first, um, What's your reaction to to the draw? What's your reaction to Monterrey again uh, being in this tournament? And more so, what's your reaction to the possibility of uh, making the final? Uh, yeah, so this is definitely the draw that we all have been waiting for. And that's what I was trying to say. Like, It's a draw where we can absolutely go and play in the final like Tigres did. So that's first of all, that's a pitch for like if you want to sign a top player. Um, like you can literally play yeah, club world that's what I was gonna final say. <laughs> against Chelsea if you come join us, <laughs> even if it's for six months. So yeah, I think and, and just because of that, I, I think they'll they should go all out. Like this is the perfect opportunity for this team Rayados to make a global impact. Like Liverpool, that match against Liverpool, yeah, awesome, great. But it was like semifinals, you know. Like it's really a big opportunity, and you know, you never know. We can compete against Bayern Munich. I think Tigres competed. Uh, Tigres competed against Bayern Munich. We can compete against Chelsea. I really do feel it. That Chelsea is the last team to lose to like a non-European side in that tournament. Like they yeah. lost to, to Corinthians. So like you know, yeah, they're I mean, you know, I don't know, nobody's on that team that was on that team. But hopefully no, but that, that legacy follows them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a perfect opportunity to to to. To do a global impact, and I and I I really do feel like Rayados and FEMSA are gonna go all out and trying to sign an awesome set of players for that. So I'm. I'm How scared I'm are you of, of uh, Palmeiras? Another Tigres, I mean, Tigres beat them. Uh, although Tigres beat them, it was just due to a penalty kick. It wasn't the most like when I when I watched that game, it was the most like sexiest of games. But you know, what were your thoughts on them? Yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, it's not going to be easy. I'm not saying, like, Rayados is going to beat them, obviously. I feel I feel like Rayados is going to... Uh, Palmeiras is going to beat them. <laughs> yeah. No, Palmeiras is definitely a good team, obviously. and But Rayados can definitely compete against Palmeiras. You can argue on on who has more talent. I think uh, Palmeiras... I'm going to too, because I've seen Palmeiras has been linked to, like, Cavani, and you tweeted out Jefferson Soltero. Like, I've, I've seen you tweet out a couple players. Yeah, Soltero. You know, they want Soltero, yeah. yeah. So they're yeah. going to go all out, too. So I think, for me, if I'm on today, I keep tabs on what Palmeiras is doing. Because, obviously, uh, not not to know... No, no, what is it? The Al, who's the Egyptian Al-Ali. team? To the, yeah. Al-Ali. No offense to them, but it's like... So... You, you're, you're, go ahead. Go ahead. So what I was... Uh, Al-Ali, uh, they have the best African coach... Like he has won everything, especially with Al Ali, and then they have Percy Tal, who's played in the Premier League, who's South African. That's like their star. And then, but apart from that, they really like Al Ali hasn't been the best Egyptian team lately. 
pyramids kind of took that uh, role in Egypt. So we'll we'll actually do a podcast later on with an Egyptian journalist. Um, so before the yeah, we're starting up. to brew some stuff up. We and I, you and I, are about to start yeah. talking. We're obviously going to get someone who's no, who um, you know, but, Brazilian football expert in Chelsea. So I'm not, we're going to try to get that. But um, but yeah, but, yeah, I, I wanted to just say because um, it, I would keep tabs on what Palmeiras is doing. If Palmeiras has like, if, if they get somehow get Cavani and Sotelo, then that puts pressure on Monterrey to like, oh shit, okay, we got to respond to that, because at the, at the end of the day, that's the team that's that's in your way to get to the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure, and then and then, but apart from that, Palmeiras is a super well-coached team. They have one of the best central defenders in uh, the Gustavo Paraguay. Gomez? Yeah, Gustavo Gomez, like uh, in the continent, one of the best in the continent. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised though, if Palmeiras ends up selling players uh, in Europe, in, in in this January transfer window, just because they have, I mean, they're they're very very talented, and they won the Libertadores, which also always attracts European scouts. Yeah, and and they had recent like I, don't, I just for my job, I just follow Brazilian football, so like you know they had a recent election, and then their new president is really really rich, <laughs> so they're gonna have money to spend too. So it's yeah. like you know I, you got to keep tabs on them, uh, absolutely. You know because again at, at the end of the day, that's who is in your way to get to the final. Obviously, you want to respect. You know the the matchup that you're the draw that you just had, but at the end of the day, you got to have some confidence to say, okay, Palmeiras is the team that we're trying to gun for and the team that's preventing us. Even though I, I like I said last week, uh, Palmeiras shouldn't be in the semifinal automatically because of how they performed at the last Club World Cup. Um, but um, anything else you want to add on that, Pat, uh, in terms of the Club World Cup? Anything else that I might be missing? Just that uh, Javier Aguirre knows a lot of the players. He coached them while he was in Egypt, so should be a should be a good a better game for for Rayados. I think we we should be the ones that win. And then Palmeiras, obviously, don't underestimate them. I think it will be a tough one, a very very tough one. And then just hoping Chelsea, the Chelsea matchup comes into into it. we go into it in in our best mode, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're trying to. Trying to do what what you know, hasn't been done since 2012 and and try to defeat a European side at this tournament. Which, I what I'm reading is this is the last time it's going to be like this. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to make it a 24 uh, tournament team. Uh, I, I don't know when the hell that's going to take place, but it's supposed to be taking place soon. It was I think it was actually supposed to take place this year before the World Cup. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, it's replacing the Confederations Cup. So uh, you know. We'll, we'll, well, if this is the last incarnation of this tournament, let's let it be the last one to win it. Um, but yeah, as, uh, Pat, anything else you want to touch on that that maybe we didn't discuss before we go? No, I think we pretty much wrapped it all up. And uh, excited to be back on the podcast with you and uh, to talk Rayos in English. Yeah, it's, it's 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 so apologies to anybody that's missed the podcast or wanted us to do a podcast live. You're, I've I've let the viewers or listeners know that you know you got stuff going on in your, you know, since you left being sports. Um, I don't know if you want to bring that up, but Rompas has been doing you know personal stuff uh, with his job. He could have joined us today. He was supposed to join us because this is episode 100, but. He uh, flaked out at the last minute, <laughs> uh, and then I'm I, I'm really busy with work. I have to upgrade the photo because it still has the four stars. I have to put in the fifth, but I've just been been tired and work 
you don't possibly laugh because we're working in media and when we say we're tired he laughs because he's doing a, a regular job uh, so it's something he laughs and i just like to rub it in sometimes but um yeah well, i think we can commit maybe like once a month um or bi-weekly we can do something like that maybe the next time we will pro- you'll probably hear us is like pat said we'll 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 do like a, a podcast where we talk you know 20 25 minutes to to different um uh, whether it's journalists, bloggers, media members that either know, um, you know, the three clubs that Monterrey could be facing or, or you know, just give you some type of insight. Maybe by by mid-January, you can have that out. Um, but, yeah, this this should hold people for, for the rest of uh, the, the, the win- you know, whatever winter transfer window you want to call it. Um, but, yeah, but Pat, where can people find you? I know you have some type of giveaway going on. I don't know if you already made a, uh, a, yeah, a winner on that or how long that's going to go. Until for, Friday, but... until Friday. Okay. So no, no, this... go ahead. Use the platform. Yeah, no, uh, go check it out. Go. You can go to my Twitter if it's easier and then look look at the giveaway Where can there. people find you? <laughs> Tsunami, <laughs> Tsunami Picks. Um, but yeah, we you can win a football manager, which uh, is a game I like. So I'm I'm sure people like it too. If you like football, you'll like it. So oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else, Pat? Anything else that you got going on that people might want to know before I put this in a boat? Uh, no, not really. Uh, just a lot of stuff, <laughs> but but at the same time, uh, work. So we're tired. Uh, rompas. Yeah. Yes, we're tired. Yeah, we're, we're tired. Also. We're working at sports media. He's on a lot. well, if this is the last podcast of the year. Um, everybody, Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate, Happy New Year. Um, you know, we're doing this on, it's not even December yet, we're doing it now. But, um, <laughs> no, yeah. we'll, let's, 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 let's not wish people Merry Christmas. We'll, we'll be here. I think if we could do, I think maybe we might record something once the squad, if the squad is all set okay, yeah, yeah. before the new year, we can do that because I would really because I think what the club World Cups in February if I'm not mistaken I know they released the dates I just don't have them in front of me yeah, February like 5 okay. to 10 or 3 so to 10 or something like January like, like early January we'll get we'll, or if we can you know early January maybe late December we'll start recording with people um have that podcast set up for you for January so you know you can have the entire month to listen to it um and then you know if if, uh, if the the squad is all set before the end of the year we'll record something because you know it wouldn't make sense to like record and then they drop another bomb and we can't talk about it. So we'll wait until the entire roster is set and we'll record something. But we'll see. Awesome. Uh, that's on the club. That's not on us. <laughs> you know. But if this is the if this is the you know, last podcast of the year, that's what I'm saying. But um, well, Pat. Uh, for Pat, I'm Eddie. Uh, thanks for listening. Oh.